Hey everyone, welcome back to SuckPod, your home for the beautiful game called Soccer. We're going to begin right now, but please don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SuckPod. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sockpod. It's your host T, and again, I'm here with ID and Dami. And today, uh, where are my manners? Hey guys, how's it going? I mean, we all know you don't have manners. <laughs> Listen, we'll have to put manners out of the out of the way right now because Why? we're just gonna focus on one team today. Why are we not? No, no, no. We can't do that. One. I mean, it was it was an interesting weekend in the Premier League. Chelsea. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking oh, about man. the Premier League, bro. I'm I know you're not talking about the Premier League, but I'm saying, you know, it was an interesting weekend of the Premier League. Bro. We had Chelsea Tottenham. We had bro. United score winning, 98 minute winning. <laughs> bro, that was all. That was all good and fine. But does any one of those beat the Super Eagles? The projected team to win the Afcon, projected by who? <laughs> by by me, <laughs> and and like and like sixty five percent of the entire world population that watches soccer. There's one thing we've established on this podcast: your projections are pretty much bad luck. Um, that's not true. I projected Chelsea to win uh, the the um, Champions League last week. I Man, mean, everybody that didn't want City to win. No, no, you didn't project. Justin <laughs> want City to win. There's a difference. Everybody that want City to win. Oh, that was projecting, wasn't it? But but no, well, seriously, no. We, we, we definitely need to talk about Nigeria bottling the Afghan because the, I think there's a lot of things to talk about there. For starting from the keep, the goalie to Chukweze to Iwobi to, you know, just... Every single player, what to be honest, I don't happened? think it was. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think there were a lot of things wrong with the game. On what side, Tunisia yeah. or Nigeria? On the Nigeria side, really? I think, I think the Nigeria was just lacking one thing and one thing only: urgency. They they came into the game and started and were playing like they were already four goals up. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the evidence was there. Tunisia, <laughs> Tunisia knew they were underdogs. They played like underdogs. Um, even when we went one man down, we were still pressing the issue. Because mm-hmm. that was when... It wasn't even until we went... Not even when we went a goal down. It was until we went a man down that we became... We started playing with some urgency. Nigeria just came into that game thinking, oh, listen, we're just going to, you know, do whatever. Do what we do and we're just going to get away with the victory. There was no urgency from the attackers. Eguavon set them up perfectly and he made subs, timely subs as well. Like his game management was good. His starting 11 was the strongest we had. You know, like for me, the coach made the best call possible. Although the only thing that, you know, I might say maybe, maybe not is the goalkeeper. But again, that's been the number one goalkeeper <laughs> throughout the tournament. But for me, coming into the tournament, I didn't think it was a, it should be our number one. Exactly. Like, why is he I our number Ugo one? Should have been our number one. But exactly. Yeah. But but then everyone's gonna say, you know, why didn't you guys say anything when uh during when the first stage? Hey, I said it on the first day, the first game against Egypt. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is he in goal? <laughs> <laughs> I remember tweeting it, and then someone, some random person that I don't even follow on Twitter, 
just went to be like, oh, because it's number one option. I'm like, okay, it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to attack me, like, sure. I was just questioning because I think Uzama is a better goalkeeper. But other than that, man, come on. It was the players' fault, all of them, from top to bottom. Nothing I think it was, was I think it was also Buari's fault, to be honest. I, I, I that man, you. that man doesn't let us have anything good in that country. Don't let me get started. I don't want to get political. <laughs> how many, how many hours do we have? <laughs> I come on, man. Like we have something good going for us, and you just have to call them the morning of the game and ruin everything. And and also, I saw a lot of like you know a lot of our politicians and big men in Nigeria, like you know, calling them and promising them things. Like I'll give you. Uh, I think Otedola promised them like two hundred and fifty k dollars. Um, there was this other um, CEO of this company that told them for every goal they scored, they're going to be getting $1 million, I'm sorry, 1 million Naira each for every goal scored. So it was even making a joke that if they scored 20 goals, they get 20 million, uh, 20 million Naira each. Like, this is yeah. not a business. Let's this is people actually going outside to, to represent a country. You shouldn't, you shouldn't make it like a, a publicity um, stunt for, for yourself. Because now you're making these players think that, oh, you know what? Yeah, we got this. Like, yeah, we're going to do this. Oh, there's money waiting for us behind. Like, bro. I feel Honestly, like... I think you're just grabbing at straws. I don't think any of I think so, too. I think you're just grabbing at straws. Because let's be honest. They're professional players. They're professional mm-hmm. footballers, right? All of these promises of money, whatever. Come on. These guys have bonuses in their contracts at clubs, you know? It doesn't mean shit. It's meant... Come on, man! You watch not Manchester for all United. of them though. You watch Manchester United every like every game this season. Pretty well, I did not for all of them though. You have to realize that some of them don't actually make as much as the others do. Like you okay, can't compare okay, a natural salary to like the 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 photo shoot guy in the goalie in the okay, goal. Okay, but post. what you're saying though really means if I'm being promised money and I don't make that much money and I want to make the money, it means I'll go play on the pitch and ready be ready to kill myself. Not no, go play and be lackadaisical like they were. No, but because they are getting, they are getting the record. Number one, they're getting recognition that from the entire country, and everyone is just like, you know, what well, you guys are superstars already. You guys are this, nah, and on top of that, we're gonna give you this money. And you know, you know the super eagles. A, a small clique, they just start behaving like idiots. This is not the yeah, first I mean, time we've seen it. I, I don't think I'm gonna have to disagree. I just think it was a mentality thing. I don't think the money promised. Or anything has anything to do with it. I think it was a mentality thing of oh, I think them feeling they could walk into that game and just troll around and win beat um Tunisia just came from the fact that they were the most impressive team in the group stage in the whole competition. That's just where it came from, to be honest. It was just a, it was an arrogance thing, but I don't think it had anything to do with the money. Because if you had anything to do with the money, bro, I want to win money, I'll go on there and you know kill Wait, um ID. I think I think I know where today's trauma with this whole money money thing is coming from. Because if you look at it, it seems that it support Barca. They went there and they pay a lot of money for people. And as they pay <laughs> them, bro, they, they we... couldn't perform anymore. So that trauma followed him and he's taking since they promise these people money. Are we about to see a repeat of Barcelona? Oh I mean, I mean and I'm just saying, I think that's that's what that's where today's getting. But nah, is man, it was a mentality from. thing, man. It's like it's like United, bro. Like you know, I mean, not this weekend, but like the issues we've been having this season, and I come on here to say it every weekend, is you know, they, they don't show like you know, desire to actually, you know, to actually come out here and you know, win games. And that was what the Super Eagles did, but except it wasn't one player, it was the whole team, like in terms of players. They just came, like you could see Aguavon's face, it was he was so perplexed as to why they were playing with no energy. 
mm-hmm. except until we got the red card. And to be honest, I think the red card was debatable. I think the referee was awful. But we didn't lose that game because of the referee. We lost that game because we started that game like a, in a, like a difficult manner. Everything was pedestrian. Was pedestrian. The passes was yeah, man. Come on. I can't believe I can't believe I'm gonna say like you know Barca actually made my day, and not oh, the Super Eagles. It was it was a goalless draw at halftime when I stopped watching. Did you? No, we won. It, it was one zero. We scored like a last like last five minutes. We, we oh scored. man. Alavis had one job. Fucking you know. hell. Yo, let's Barca is a is a finished team, man. But talking about um talking about teams, now let, let's move let's move into the EPL. Only if you guys want to keep on roasting Barca, which I, I really don't mind at this point. I think I'm immune okay. to it already. Um but let's talk about Man City's game against Southampton, actually. You know what actually happened? Because I uh, Southampton really went into that game looking like they were Man City for like the first couple of minutes. Um, with the pressing, with like the eye press, you know, the intensity and all. And I remember watching the game and I'm like, this is the worst I've seen Man City play this season. Like, it was like they were, I don't know what to say they were tired, but they didn't look like the Man City until they actually went down. And they could have been like three, four goals down um, easily. So let, let's start with Dami. What, what, what went on with your team this weekend? You know what? The first thing I'm going to say is, even as this is the worst Man City team you've ever seen, if we catch a Barcelona team, we'll still stop them 6 0. Bro, bro, it's Just not. This, uh, first of all, this is not a way to argue about something. You know what's funny? Typically, I'd be like, what, the, what does that have to do with anything? But like, good point, Dami. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> that literally has nothing to do with asking you. It has nothing to do with the conversation. I just want to make, make it known. Okay. But leaving that aside, I don't know what I, actually I know what happened in that game. It's simple, one player. The same way we're blaming Okoye, I'm blaming Sterling, bro. How can you have the open net to you and you miss that? That would have been a happens. change. It doesn't <laughs> happen. I promise you, if Sterling has caught that goal, City would have won that game six one because that would have been the changing point of the whole game. I don't know, man. You lose some, you win some. I'm still winning the Premier League. Doesn't change anything. But now the lead is uh the lead is shortened now to I think about nine nine points and uh, Liverpool still have a game in hand so we're looking at six points if uh, if Liverpool wins um does that still give you the confidence that you're gonna win with the you know uh, and even if you're gonna win do you think you're gonna win with a massive uh difference? Well, what difference does it matter if you win by twelve points or you win by one point? At the end of the day, you're state champion. I, I Man City is still winning. I don't think Man City is gonna lose. This um EPL, they're winning the EPL and they're also winning the Champions League. Let's move on from Man City. You know why he wants to move on? Because I'm about, I'm about to, I've caught, I'm about to accuse him of saying the same thing for the last ten years, and it's never oh, happened. Well, at least this time he didn't say they're gonna win a quadruple, but then it's because they are not in any quadruple to win it. True. So, but but Idi, what do you think about the the City game? Um, I think Arsenal will just always get it right against Star City. If I'm correct, in the first leg, um, it was a new new draw, I believe. Um, at the I, think Etihad, they, I think they dismantled Southampton, actually. At the Etihad, um, it was not. If I recall correctly, they were the first team to make them scoreless this season um, at the Etihad. Uh, so, I think it, as far as that game goes, um, City had, City had um, so many chances. 
but it would be, but you know, they didn't take the chances. Dami referenced, uh, yeah, it was a zero zero, it was a nil nil draw. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so he got it right. Um, Southampton were resolute, the keeper was on one that save against Sterling. Oh, my days, that was you know, that was tough. Um, but again, man, it happens, man. It's the EPL, you know, some teams, smaller teams, I was up for it. Um, it's not like the you know, La Liga where you could just trim all any, any small team. Um, it happens. I don't think it changes the trajectory of the, you know, of the way the title run is gonna have, is gonna go. I think it's just a little wait, bit. Wait, 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 wait. So, um, uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Did I did I just hear you correctly? Where you said not like the La Liga, where you can just trim roll any small team. Yeah, I mean La Liga is not as competitive as EPL. That's that's a well known yeah. fact. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean you can uh, yeah. trim roll any small team though. Elche yeah. just held Real Madrid to their throat today. Nah. So, nah. What, are you, what are you talking about? Nah. Yeah, sure. If you want to tell yourself that, <laughs> you want to tell yourself that. But uh, that, that's a story for another think, day. I just think it was a hiccup. It was just one of those games. Um, has to too. Again, this season has gotten it right before against Pep. Um, in terms of just frustrating the um Man City attack, and they did the same thing again. Um, yesterday you get a little bit of luck. They got that as well. Um, sometimes you make your luck, like the Foster save, like the save against uh, Sterling. But I don't think it changes anything. It was just one of those games. All right, makes sense, makes sense. And then uh, we also saw the game, the Manchester United game uh, that you won one nil uh, at last minute, thanks to uh, Marcus Rashford. Now, um, you know, last week, um, what's what's your coach's name again? I keep on forgetting his name. Ragnick substituted Ronaldo out, and then uh, the press questioned him, saying, "Hey, why did you do this? And what were you telling Ronaldo?" And it was like, oh, I substituted Ronaldo out, and you can see why. Because the person he put in scored a goal. And, uh, you know, now coming in again this week, uh, Rashford again scores a goal. Do you think that goal just justifies um, Ragnick's uh, statement last week? No. Saying he just needs this, the younger players there so they can do the scoring of the goals? What? No. That's what the, he said. I'm not quoting him, but he said something similar. No, okay. I'll tell you what he said because I watched the press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked him for the 50 million times, Simon Stone, who we all know, you know, eh, he likes drama. He likes asking the dramatic questions. A Manchester reporter asked Ragnick again about the Ronaldo situation, which was asked and answered twice on Wednesday against Brentford. But, you know, Simon Stone was just looking for his clicks. So he asked him again about the situation. And Ragnick said, Ragnick, if I'm being honest, needs to learn how to shut the fuck up. This is the English media. They'll eat you raw. I know you're very honest in things you say, but at some point you need to just let things go. I was expecting Ragnick to just answer in this press conference that they asked him again. Hey, listen, it's been asked and answered on Wednesday. Let's move on from that. It's not a big issue. Done. But Ragnick goes and he starts spilling some extra beans that he didn't have to spill, saying, oh, Ronaldo asked him about why he didn't take off the young stars. Those kind of information are necessary. You don't have to be, like, obviously I'm not saying Ronaldo, what Ronaldo did was right, but address that with your team, within your team, and let it go. You don't have to come to the media and be telling the media every single thing that goes on. Um, but anyway, and then Ragnick goes, Ronaldo questioned why, why, did he take, why didn't he take off the young stars, and um, when Rashford scored, it was kind of justified. So he told Ronaldo, you know, 
that's one of the reasons why. I mean, you know, it was kind mm-hmm. of a thing of, you know, hey, listen, why did you do this? And then it works out in your favor and you're like, well, there goes the reason. Um, I don't think it justifies anything. Rashford needed the goal um, because of his confidence. We all know his confidence has been really low the past few weeks. Um, the goal really helped him. And we can see he, you know, I mean, he did well against uh, West Ham by scoring the winning goal. But um, as far as the Ronaldo substitution, I think Ronaldo's substitution was a reaction to what he didn't do against Aston Villa because we bought to the lead against Aston Villa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where he could have switched to a defensive shape when we're 2-0 up and Aston Villa was getting momentum. But he didn't do that. Uh, but as a Manchester United fan, I know this is where we're at now, where we have to, you know, hey, go defensive and go win games to see out games, right? Because the confidence is low. But I don't want, to, I don't want this to be a pattern. If we're winning 2-0 and you want to see out the game, you can bring in like-for-like subs. You can bring in a midfielder. Remember last week I suggested you could have brought on Donny van der Beek for Fred to manage the fact that Fred was, you know, um, Fred's energy was going, was, was, was dwindling down. Not being, bringing on Maguire to come defend and, you know, pack the boss. I mean, we did this under Mourinho, don't get me wrong, and sometimes coaches do it, but I don't want it to be a freaking pattern. And, I mean, again, you brought on Maguire and what happened? You considered a goal. So, what really, ju- what was really justified there? Like I said, I mean, we did see out the game and we scored an extra goal, but we still considered a goal. They get deserved the clean sheet and they didn't get one. So, why are we even talking about this again, man? This happened on Wednesday. I want to talk about yesterday's game. <laughs> no, we're just talking about you know um, the justification, but also talking about the yesterday's game. Like you guys, you know, smashing the late winner. Like, how do you see the game? That was the best game we had played in terms of control. On the Ragnik. Keyword, control. Ragnik is always screaming, hey, I want my guys to have control of the game, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. We had total control of the game. West Ham didn't get to play the game at all. Maguire and Varane were solid. Good job. I still don't think, I still think Maguire should be benched when he <laughs> comes back. No, no, no. I think, I think the benching actually, you know, made him inspired. And, you know, I think he needs you know, an extra benching when Lindelof comes back. Unfortunately, Lindelof couldn't play yesterday because, you know, some goons attacked his wife and family while he was playing the Brentford game. Happy to hear his family is okay. Um, but uh, to be honest, yesterday's game, we controlled the game um, from start to finish, to be honest. But the only problem, as much as I say we controlled the game, in the last third, in the final third, we went creative and muff. The ball wasn't, the ball was, it was sticking with players. The way to break down teams in the final third was quick one twos, which is what we did for the for the winner. Tellers hits it to Ronaldo. All the front front four players combined for that goal. To Ronaldo, Ronaldo to Marcia, Marcia to Cavani, Cavani to Rashford. And it was two, one, two touches max. Those are the you know patterns of play we should have played in the first half and most of the second half when we're dominating that game to score. But in the final third, we just couldn't do it. We were awful in the final third, I'll be honest with you. But in terms of control. We control that game. West Ham didn't really get to play their game. And one more thing. I am losing my patience with Mason Greenwood. <laughs> I am losing my patience with Mason Greenwood. I thought Greenwood. that was your wonder kid. Listen, he's a wonder kid. Don't get me wrong. He's talented. The kid, the, the sky's the limit for the kid. But he needs to fucking learn how to pass the ball. Like, mate, like, you have two options in the box. Free players. Why are you taking on the shot when you have two men on you? He's done this so many... Throughout last season, Cavani kept complaining about it. This season, Ronaldo's complaining about it again. Like, mate, excuse me, just pass the fucking ball, man. 
Stop trying to play hero ball. You pass the ball, the ball moves around. It could probably end up back to you in an easy position like Rashford. Scoring the tap in. Like, mate, stop. It's getting annoying. Uh, I hear you. I'm sure Dami is like busting out laughing. Because nah, like, it's, yeah, it's I don't annoying, man. The kid is talented. <laughs> don't get me wrong. One of the best young stars in the EPL. One of the best young stars. But he needs uh, to stop okay, trying to okay, play okay. ball. You, you're doing too much. One of the best. He ain't close to one of the best, bro. He's, 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 he's potential, but I don't think you can consider Greenwood as one of the best young stars in EPL. Because if, if one of the I best need to run stars in the EPL, please, I don't can think you name so. me ten young stars in the EP, the top ten young stars in the EPL. And you're <clears> well, what's the age rate for young stars? First of all, twenty-two is the max. No, when I say young stars, I'm talking teenagers. That man ain't a teenager anymore. He's nineteen. Okay, nine, nine. What did you say? <laughs> but, like, did you go to school at all? <laughs> all right, let me let me ask you a question. Would you consider a young star or not? <laughs> Would you consider Foden a youngster or not? How old is Foden? 21? Yes. Okay, up to 21. Okay, thank you. He's not a top well, 10 player? He's not a top 10 player 21 and down? I mean, he, he might be because there isn't... Actually, I, I debate because I'm thinking about it. I, I can name some players I'd take. I'd take this... Um, Emmanuel, is he is his first name Emmanuel? I don't know. But these... Um, I'm going to take two players from Crystal Palace. I don't know. I would is I would is Gallagher. Is it twenty? I think or twenty two? I don't care. I knew, I'm taking... I knew you were gonna mention Gallagher. Bro, have you seen the way he plays? I'm take, definitely taking Gallagher. You know what I'm taking again? I'm gonna take this though. guy who plays on the wing. Olise. Oh man, you want to work in score and pass? Go take Olise. I love the guy from Olise the guy from played, Brampton, Olise Olise Brighton as well. Games. Ulisse has played how many games for Crystal Palace? How many games? Is all, you're only as good as your last few games. And this what, last... I'm not... We're not doing this. I'm not, I'm not, not engaging in this discussion. The no. past five games... <laughs> I'm not... I'm not engaging The past this five games missing Greenwood has played has been terrible. It's decision-making as... I don't consider that being a youngster. If you're, if you're a youngster and you don't even want... The, literally, the first thing of being a youngster is playing the game. Missing Greenwood just wants to score... Go and be happy. That's not being that's you know what? I'm not even having a young this conversation. Is, a youngster is referring to the age, sir. <laughs> not, I'm not, not referring really to not the way you play the game. Uh, you want to, yeah, but like, no, no, age, age, no, you're right. It refers to the age, but I'm talking oh about being God. one of the best youngsters. Man said you pick Michael Olivia, I probably <laughs> would. I would. Oh I will. My God. I will. I will. I will. Oh, you know, man. you know, you know. Another youngster that I actually um, rate is uh, Tariq Lamte, the one that plays for uh, Brighton right now. I probably will pick him. Actually, I will that guy him. is good. Like I'm I don't a, know. A quality, is... No, no, he's a quality right back. Um, but my only problem with Lamte is because again, when an English player starts playing well, journalists wants the you know English tags. They want to hype him up. They already mentioned Manchester United need Tariq Lamte. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a quality right back. But my only problem with him is. I think he can only play right wing back in the sense that if he plays right back, I'm I'm questioning his aerial his aerial ability in terms yeah. of the fact that if they swing the ball to the far post, is he gonna be able to, you know, actually defend the ball and not get bullied? Because let's be honest, I always say this about Wan Bisaka, as good as he is defensively one on one, he's poor on the far post, you know, defense aerially. He's really poor in that sense. So you know, that's the only negative I can say about Lamptey's game. But he's a quality right back, man. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant talent. I love watching him play. 
I love watching it. Like it's amazing. I, I think uh, the first day I saw, I was like, damn, this boy, this kid is fast, and it takes some players like with courage. I'm like, okay, but uh, you know what? Uh, one of the team that I want to talk about, and just because we're Nigerians, and I feel like we definitely have um, something in. We have, we have a hand in this team going down. Is Watford. Now, they didn't, release, they didn't release Emmanuel Dennis. And these mans are struggling at the bottom of the table. And looking at their next fixtures for the next couple of games, it doesn't look like they're going to get a point anytime soon. I mean, apart from Burnley, who they play, uh, you know, when they get back. They're playing uh, West Ham. They're playing Aston Villa, Manchester United, Arsenal, what, um, you know, Brighton like back-to-back games. Do you guys actually think Watford is going to uh, relegate this season? Yeah. 125%. Damn. <laughs> Watford is not Watford is going with <laughs> That's not escaping relegation. They were never really a good team to begin with. So I wasn't, I'm not even sure this is happening. They were always going to relegate. If you had picked teams that were going to relegate in the EPL at the beginning of the season, you probably would have said Watford. Wow. One hundred percent. I don't know why you're shocked. Um I, I am shocked. I, I didn't think Watford was gonna relegate, to be honest. Mate, Watford has a good attack, right? But there's no chemistry within the attack. I mean, even yesterday they were literally arguing more than they were playing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no chemistry within the attack. They just have individual quality players. Um defensively they're in shambles. I don't they've not kept a clean sheet this season at all in any game, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm 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 one I'm 99.9% sure they've not kept the clean sheet in, in the league. Yeah, I, I don't think they have. So you know, like <laughs> those are those are recipes for relegation. They're gonna get relegated, no question about it. Man, Vanieri might still lose his job even though he just got hired mid-season. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel bad for them, man. I, I feel so bad for them. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I literally don't. There's nothing to feel bad for. It's like they just get relegated and then they lose Dennis. So after all, oh, they're definitely losing, losing him. They're gonna lose him permanently. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, definitely that one is definitely gonna happen. Okay, and uh, the other the last thing I wanted to talk about was Chelsea Tottenham. Uh, you know, Chelsea. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the the interview with Frank Lampard, where he was talking about where's the best uh, place. He loves to oh, go play, <laughs> and he said Tottenham. He calls it the the three point lane. Yeah. Yeah, and and they went there to. Um, I mean, they didn't go. They at Stamford there, Bridge today. They didn't go over there, but they were at Stamford Bridge today. They were, yeah, they were at Stamford Bridge today. But Tottenham just—it's like Chelsea at Tottenham's recipe, and they just know how to dismantle them. How did you guys see the game? I thought Chelsea, you know, had a wonderful game, although there was a controversial um goal that Hurricane scored, um, but they disallowed it um due to a push. On uh, Thiago Silva. First of all, do you guys think that was a that was meant to be disallowed? And how did you rate the game? We'll go with Heidi first. I don't know if Heidi is talking, but I can hear. Did we lose Heidi? I think we did. Okay, uh, let's 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 go with Dami then. To be honest, Diego should have been given. Uh, here's the thing. You know what? Initially, when the whole idea of VR started, I was all for it. I love the idea. But right now, this VR should go. VR needs to go. It is killing the game. It's killing the vibe. It's killing the entertainment. It's killing everything. VR is meant to help improve the game, but it's killing everything about the game. It's killing the sport of 
the spirit of loving soccer. Like imagine scoring a goal and then you're like, you're not even celebrating because you're worried they might disqualify it. Mm-hmm. I think the goal should have stood. They had, I think the the foul on Chad receiver wasn't really a foul. I don't know. It's, it, it should be stronger than that. It shouldn't be going down that easy. Yeah, I think he literally just because of his experience and he knew, like you know, at least there will be something to uh, there will be a controversy around it if the goal was given. It'll be like, oh, that was a foul, and you know, just just to give the team a chance to um, to argue it. But now, you know, that goal not given takes me back to the Diego Jota's um, foul on Guaita. The, I, I don't know if you got a chance to see that game as well. Do you think that is a that is a penalty in a million years? Once again, I blame VL. <laughs> <laughs> this is all VL's fault. And they, they need to play a season without VL. Give us back the soccer we love. The soccer mm-hmm. from those days where we watch AC Milan Liverpool play 4-4. Four, four. The, the, the soccer of uh, the World Cup when England scored, scored a goal and there was no goal line technology and they lost. I mean, sucks for them, but mm-hmm. it's, it's part of the game. No, I, I totally agree with you. Two things kill in this game, money and VAR. Definitely, but, yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, we've totally run out of time. I think we totally we lost ID, but hopefully we get him back. I think this is a pattern. So last week we lost Dami. This week we'll lose an ID. Hopefully next week I'm the one to go out. But <laughs> anyway, uh, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter at SockPod. And uh, from myself, ID, and Dami, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye for now.